Hi, I'm Amanda. And I'm Trevin. We're the hosts of Seriously Sinister, a true petty crime podcast. The show that asks, is that a murder weapon in your pocket or are you just happy to see me? (laughs) We're bringing something new and different to the true crime genre. Each week, we both tell a true petty crime story with high drama and movie-like sound production. Also, get to know us with our weekly dreadful dilemmas and killer facts. Here's a sample of two of our true petty crime stories. Enjoy. As I lay on the floor crying, my vision started to become more clear, and my perpetrator came into focus. A familiar Henri laugh emerged from the man as I recognized his smile. It was my husband. I quickly ripped open the paper and turned to the third page. Earlier in the week, another call had come in. This time a woman had answered the door and got an eye full of mystery fist. The call description... We hope you all enjoyed listening along and aren't too scared to subscribe to our show. You can find our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Aloha. Hey, I made it. Thanks for setting up the bonfire for us tonight. I appreciate the help when things get a little nuts on my side. All right. Brought some green bottles and some Lolo Rolos. <laughs> That's supposed to be paranormal Paco Lolo. You know that guy. I think I'm getting worse with those. So tonight's story involves the bloody history of a Heiau temple bad TikTok dances, and the repercussions of disrespecting the dead. So get comfortable, warm up to the fire, got your drinks and everything else. All right, let's get into this. Okay, hi. Give us your name, age, occupation, and then you can start with your story. Hello, hello. Uh, could you? Is it? Is this good? Oh, right here. This is for one movie, yeah? Like in the theaters? It's a documentary about the supernatural, specifically how it relates to different superstitions of cult. What? cultures from around the world oh i get them and to answer your question we're targeting streaming services oh so tv well streaming you know like netflix hulu yeah so tv anyway um go ahead you can start uh hi my name is Reginald Keahi, but 
the brothers call me Reggie. Hey, what up, boys? I stay turning the big dirty 30 in three months. So this incident happened when I was a tour bus driver a few years ago, yeah? I worked for one company that shuttled tourists around to historic and scenic locations, but the main theme was obake or ghost tours. I gave information about the places and would take pictures for the tourists when they asked. And this was my first real job, yeah, so I wouldn't take them serious. Okay, say boto on three. One, two, three. Boto. We would drive through Waikiki on the old Pali Road, stop for pictures at places like the Pali Lookout or Chapman's Hat. Uh, cut. Sorry, we can't keep that in. It's not PC. PC? No, I, I get one MacBook. No, PC. Politically correct. Is there another name for it? Something not offensive? Yeah, the Hawaiian name is Mokoli'i, but most people know him by Chapman's hat. You know what? Never mind. Um, how about we go with a different location? Okay? Action. We visited places like Sandy's and Hanauma Bay. Uh, cut real quick. Who is Sandy? Is that your wife? No. Sandy's the beach, Lolo. You funny, cuz. Sandy Beach. Oh, okay. I have to check Sandy out on my day off. Nah, get safer beaches down the road. Shout out Sandy Beach Surfer Port. Okay, go on. So one of the places the tour stopped was by Fort Street Mall, where the Pakaka Heao once was. I would park the bus near Walker Park and go into my story about the bloody history of the Heao. The interviewer leaned forward already transfixed on the Oahu local sitting in front of the camera. Reggie was about five foot seven, thin, dark skin and hair, except for the bleached top half of his head, more a reddish brown than blonde. He was wearing a tank top, board shorts, and rubber slippers, dressed more for a beach day than a day of filming. Reggie had answered an ad in the paper about being interviewed on topics regarding the paranormal. The two were in a mid-priced hotel on Waikiki, a makeshift film studio set to the backdrop of the Lanai balcony overlooking the Pacific Ocean. Reggie was there to tell his story for the film of the unusual circumstances a tourist found herself in after disregarding the warning signs surrounding the site and disrespecting the location.
Before flying to Hawaii, the film producer researched as much of the rituals of ancient Hawaiians as he could find. He learned a heiau was an ancient temple or sacred site built by native Hawaiians made of stacked lava rocks. Hundreds of heiaus and their ruins still exist across the islands, but the interviewer had not heard of this one. Like the Ke'eku heiau mentioned in episode one, the Pakaka heiau Reggie mentioned was a site for human sacrifices, the largest on Oahu. Thousands of natives were ritualistically beheaded at the temple. Their heads then adorned the walls of the Pakaka Heiau. The site would eventually be overtaken and turned into a Russian-American fort. Before Hawaii's king, Kamehameha the Great, and his warriors chased the soldiers from the Heiau, reclaiming it. Near the turn of the 20th century, the Heiau was demolished and would eventually be turned into Walker Park, which still stands in the middle of the business district of Honolulu. Although the Heiau is gone, stories of headless apparitions being seen at night are still common for the area and have been reported for decades. Reggie explained, after going into the history of Pakaka Heiau, the tourists would have 20 minutes to exit the bus and explore the area before heading to the next stop. As he always did, Reggie reminded the group to be respectful of the area because of its tragic history. So I'm talking story, taking pictures for people, smoke break, you know the kind. And I see one girl from the tour, late teens or early 20s, tough hotel these days, yeah? So she stayed dancing. Like she had one tripod set up and was filming herself while her boyfriend was shooting different angles with his cell phone. She had one choreographed dance. Nothing wrong with that besides kind of egotistical and awkward in general, but... What became the issue was her dance moves. Reggie went on to explain the girl had incorporated morbid dance moves into her choreography routine. She mimicked a head being chopped off, dancing around like a zombie, even falling to the ground before rising up like a mummy. Yeah. Ah. 
the theme of her dance moves obviously intentional for the location I would walk up and nicely ask what kind of dancing she was doing and what for yeah The dancing teen stopped her routine and turned to Reggie, irritated. Before she could lay in to the tour bus driver, her boyfriend slash cameraman stepped in. Hey, baby, go take a break. Stretch it out, okay? Hi, bro. This is for social media, you know, the dead can't dance challenge. It's everywhere online. The stringy boyfriend was referring to the dance craze that was going viral at the time. Quote unquote, influencers would find a morbid location and record themselves doing a choreographed dance in quote unquote, honor of the deceased since they could no longer boogie, no pun intended. In each video, The dancers tried to one-up each other for clout, bro. So clips of the dance at cemeteries at night transitioned to the dance being performed at cemeteries during the day. The latest video showed a group of teen boys dressed in dark funeral attire breaking it down during an actual funeral. Get them out of here. It's never been done at a sacrificial temple, the boyfriend shouted. Eh, easy, Mock Thompson. Uh, my, my name's Kevin. That's when I explained to him, yeah? This isn't the kind of place you do that kind of stuff. Even if you think you're honoring the spirits, you're not. Not with all the crotch thrusting and twerking. The boyfriend tried explaining that the dance and song was the same for everyone. It was the locations that changed. The part where the dancer gets their head cut off fit perfectly with this location, he pleaded. In the end, Reggie told them, no, unfortunately, they wouldn't be able to continue and walked back to the bus to take pictures and answer questions. No more than 10 minutes later, Reggie heard the same music the woman had been dancing to coming from a different section of the park. He walked around the corner of the bus that blocked his view and saw the rainbow-haired girl dancing that same dance again. I would walk up to him again, yeah? Hey, guys. Oh, my God. I was on point and you messed. Ugh. Yes, yes, you were. You were on point, baby. Hey, Ronald. Reggie. We're just going to finish this real quick, okay? This was one of the reasons we traveled here, to do this very dance here. How about we give you a shout out, you know, for being the G-U-R? Tammy here is huge in China. What's your TikTok username? Reggie, realizing the more time he spent dealing with these bozos, 
the less he would be making in tips from the other tourists. <sighs> Suit yourself, brother. He returned to the crowd of rosy passengers and the smell of coconut sunblock. The rest of the haunted tour was the same. The couple filmed their dance at each stop. Break it down. Uh-huh. Yeah, get it, babe. You're on fire. Reggie, angry, but deciding he didn't get paid enough to regulate and turn the other cheek. He felt guilty for not stepping in to stop the disrespect. But the company's motto was kiss the customer's okole behind or your okole is out of a job and his okole needed the job. At the end of the tour, Reggie stood outside the door of the bus Thank you. and thanked the tourists as they deboarded. Uh-huh. Goodbye. Mahalo. He assisted those who needed the help down the steep stairs of the bus. The last to deboard was the influencer couple, carrying numerous bags and backpacks they brought overkill for a day trip. Camera equipment Reggie thought to himself. Reggie grabbed the backpack and messenger bag and watched as the girl hobbled slowly down the stairs, obviously in discomfort. I think I pulled something, the girl complained. No shit, baby, you were going hard with those moves. Once I edit it all, it's going to go viral. The boyfriend shouted as he stumbled down the first step. Reggie watched as they walked away. Girl, limping. Boy, walking crooked towards the road before realigning after being yelled at by the girl. You're going to walk on the road. Open your eyes. So it was several days later, I was sitting outside the office drinking coffee, reading the paper, catching up on, you know, the kind important current affairs. Ah, that Garfield sure loves his lasagna. You know, just hanging out before the next tour started. Then Patty, the girl who works reservations for the tour, shouted that I get one phone call, yeah? Turns out it's the guy, the boyfriend, choreographer, uh, Mark Thompson. Uh, cut really quick. I thought the boyfriend's name was Kevin. Who's Mark Thompson you keep mentioning? Oh, nah, inside joke. Hey, uh, Robert. Reggie. This is Kevin from the other day. My girlfriend and I were the famous influencers on tour. You know, Dead Can't Dance, TikTok. Yeah, I remember, Reggie said, 
digging gunk out of his fingernail with his key, chuckling when Kevin said the word famous. Yeah, what's up, Mark? I mean, Kev. The caller went on. So, right after we left the tour, Tammy was in a lot of pain, like she injured herself, which is understandable. You saw her moves. Well, what started off with some soreness and limping turned worse for the both of us. After the tour, not only were Tammy's legs hurting, but his eyes were itching and tearing nonstop. He mentioned never having allergies before, so wasn't sure what he'd potentially gotten in his eyes. The couple went back to their hotel to rest up before their plan of going out to the clubs later that night. After a short nap, Kevin was slapped awake by his screaming girlfriend. Tammy was kicking and shouting in her sleep, seemingly fighting off an invisible enemy. Punch you! What is it? Kevin shouted, startled, falling out of bed while rubbing his cheek. His arms extended out in front of him, flailing as he felt around the end table next to the bed. Where? I can't find the lamp switch. What are you talking about? It's still light out. Through the confusion, Kevin realized what he mistook for darkness was really from his puffy eyes sealed shut from fluids. Yellowish gunk gathered at the corners of his eyelids and stuck in his eyelashes. Tears unknowingly ran down his cheek. The pillow he used crusted with more fluids. Although his eyes leaked, the feeling of constant, sandy grit grinded beneath his eyelids. Ew, gross, pink eye. Your girlfriend went fart on your pillow. Reggie chuckled, still picking at his fingernail. Kevin slowly pried his eyes open. Only blurred lines were visible through the tears and swollen eyelids. Tammy lay in bed, sweating from the dream, needing to pee, but wasn't sure if she could walk on her sore legs. After a few seconds of contemplating going to the bathroom, she decided against it and quickly fell asleep again. Guess we're staying in, Kevin said, as he felt his way to the mini-fridge for a couple of chilled cans of Lilikoi passion fruit juice to ice down his eyes. Ah, uh, feels good. 
What's Lily Koi? Sounds like a fish. Uh, bruh, I get one tour I'm leaving for right now. You need something from me or? Reggie interrupted, the amusement of the call now wearing off. That's not everything. So, we woke up today to the housekeeper knocking at the door. My eyes still felt gritty and pussy, but at least I could still open them to blurry figures and objects. Kevin explained that as he felt his way to the door, Tammy sleepily got out of bed and began limping to the bathroom. Her rainbow hair matted and frizzled from the humidity. Kevin opened the door, only to be greeted with a scream. Housekeeping! What the f***? I know! Obake! Obake! The housekeeper, eyes bulging, face white as sunblock, began shouting while stumbling back into her cart. She threw several fresh towels at Kevin and quickly turned around, running down the hall, away from the confused boy. The fear in her eyes, flowing like tears, as she whipped her head backwards several times to make sure she was not being followed. Kevin could see her blurred figure disappearing around the corner. Uh, Obake to you too. Guess that means no more towels. Oh my god, gross! Screams suddenly echoed from the bathroom. What now? Kevin ran to see what the commotion was all about. Tammy legs outstretched in front of her, sat on the toilet. Kevin flicked the light on. Through the blur, he could see those legs were swollen, swollen to the point she could barely bend at the knees. The skin that covered Tammy's legs down stretched to its limit. Each leg was the same puffy thickness from thigh to ankle. Even her feet, toes and all were fat, purplish, and engorged with blood. Cankles, Reggie said to himself before snapping out of it. Gross, oh my god, you you need to see someone about that. He panicked. Are you allergic to like peanuts? Do, do you have an EpiPen? Uh, oh, here, here's one. Oh no, this is a weed bait. What, what, what do you want me to do? Shut up, you're making me panic. And stupid, I don't need an EpiPen. I ate swimming Rama with you at the Thai place the other night. After thinking it over, the decision they made was to call an Uber to the ER not wanting to spend an arm and a leg (laughs) on an ambulance. 
Kevin called the front desk for a wheelchair to transport Tammy down to the lobby. With her legs extended out in front of her, the weight of her swollen bits jiggled on every bump, giving her the creeps. Neither cared how many people chuckled at the comedy of the blindish boyfriend pushing the wheelchair as his girlfriend screamed directions at him. Laugh! You're gonna run into... When they finally got to the Uber, Tammy sat in front, seat pushed back completely so her legs could stay extended. After waiting hours in the ER to be seen, Tammy and Kevin were informed there were no known reasons for their swelling eyes and limbs. The doctor felt around Tammy's legs and no sprains or breaks were apparent. Kevin's eyes showed no signs of scratching to his cornea, no foreign objects, no irritation really, which meant No explanation to why they were causing discomfort or fluids. The couple left the hospital with anti-inflammatories and flushing eye drops and rode an Uber back to the hotel to repeat the blind leading the swollen expedition back up to their room. However, they wouldn't make it before an incident at the elevators shook them to the core. As the elevator door opened, they realized they'd be sharing the ride up with two housekeepers. Both were looking down at their phones. However, when one looked up, Tammy recognized her as the one who ran away screaming the other morning. The housekeeper looked down at Tammy, sitting in the wheelchair, the memory of the incident hitting her like a ton of bricks, the blood quickly draining from the old woman's face. She slammed backwards into the wall of the elevator, attempting to create as much space from the couple as possible. No, no. The woman's co-worker noticed the fear in her friend's eyes and looked over at the couple herself. Confused, she turned to the panic hotel worker and asked what was wrong. It's okay. What's wrong? Obake, Obake. The terrified woman began shouting an explanation that Kevin wasn't sure was English. Understanding a few words like cursed, dumb tourist, and shave ice head. As the elevator stopped and the doors opened, The housekeeper bolted out, leaving her friend behind. Um, miss, 
Can you translate in English what she was saying and why she was so afraid? Kevin asked. <laughs> Lolo. She was talking English. Pigeon English. It's our slang in Hawaii. She basically said that you and your rainbow-haired girlfriend are cursed. You have ghosts. They stay hanging on to you guys and probably brought it on yourself. Huh. Oh, yeah. And she called you guys dumb tourists. Yeah, we, we got, got that. that. The couple said in unison. Did you do something to disrespect the dead? The woman went on to explain. She's heard plenty stories involving cursed tourists who were disrespectful to Hawaiian landmarks or customs. Like the Japanese tourist who unknowingly disrespected an ancient Hawaiian burial by pit, uh, relieving himself on the lava rock that marked the sandy grave. He zipped up and began his way back along the beach until the tourist felt a violent push from behind that sent him toppling head first into the aa jagged lava rocks as he sat up blood streaming down his face he saw no one around from then on for the rest of the man's life that bloody gap in his scalp would be forever marked. The dark, black pigment of the Japanese man's hair never grew back in the area of the wound. Instead, a patch of ghostly white strands of hair grew in its place. This is why you should always apologize whenever relieving yourself in the wild. Okay. Aloha. The housekeeper cheerfully smiled at the end of her story as she walked away. The influencer couple stood and sat in silence for several moments. Both experienced dark emotions of impending doom. Cursed? I didn't pee on anything. Shut up, Kevin. So, I'm on the phone with them, yeah? And finally, they ask if I know a kahu who can help them out. That's one spiritual elder... Back in the day, they used to bless things like fishing nets or hooks. But these days, they bless houses or boats or businesses. Even people, like babies. After their conversation with the housekeeper, the couple researched about curses 
Hawaiian beliefs and stumbled upon what a kahu was. Suffering with their odd symptoms with no medical explanation had them desperately searching for relief. Tammy felt her legs, feet, toes pulsing as if each heartbeat sent blood to her legs that could not escape. She thought the skin in her feet and toes would explode at any minute. Fat little sausages. They asked Reggie, the only local they knew, if he had any connections to Okahu. So you grew up in Hawaii? You know any Okahus? You know, I think that's kind of racist. Just because I'm from Hawaii, I supposed to know a kahu? Reggie accused. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry, Roger. Nah, I... nah, just playing. My uncle stay one kahu. Uncle Kimo. After I pauhana finished with work, I'll pick up Anks and we go stop by your hotel. His fee is... That's whatever, just get her soon. Tammy yelled from across the room. Jeez, why are you knocking like the cops? Hi, Ricky. Reggie. Kimo stepped back as soon as he saw Tammy sitting in the wheelchair at the door. An odd, almost uncomfortable look on the Kahu's face. And. Kimmy, was it? And I'm out, Kimo said, turning around. Reggie grabbed the old man and turned him back around, leading him into the hotel room, following Tammy. She's just messing around. You know I don't like this stuff. Kahu Kimo had long, shoulder-length gray hair that had been braided into a ponytail. He wore a simple surf brand t-shirt and a colorful floral pareo or sarong covered his lower half. He capped it off with white rubber slippers. Tammy explained that along with her legs not improving, Kevin's eyes had gotten worse as well. Kevin sitting on the bed, leaning against the headboard, came into view as the three rounded the corner. Instantly, the dry, bloody tears that streaked down his face were visible. The eyes were swollen shut, so puffy His eyelashes barely poked out through the closed lids. Hey, guys. Kevin waved aimlessly. What's up, Kev? Reggie greeted, startling Kevin. This is Uncle Kimo. He's here to help figure out what's going on. I know why. Kimo interrupted. And they know why. So where you guys wouldn't disrespect the spirits? 
Did you guys walk around someplace that was Kapu? Kimo questioned. Kapu was the system of law governed over all natives in old Hawaii. The word Kapu can be translated to sacred or forbidden. One Kapu, Kapuhili, restricted contact with the elite royalty or other high-ranking people of the community. A few examples of Kapu under Kapuhili were commoners were not allowed to look directly at a chief. No contact with a chief's fingernails or hair clippings. Different cultures have this superstition. And especially not wearing the colors red and yellow, which were reserved exclusively for chiefs. All Kapu punishable by death. Ai Kapu placed restrictions between men and women, mostly women. Under Ai Kapu, women were not allowed to eat meals with men. It was also Kapu for women to eat certain foods, including pork, most bananas, and coconuts. The most common understanding of kapu in modern times and how it's most viewed and used in Hawaii is no trespassing. In many places, you'll find signs that say private property kapu or even just the word kapu with the understanding that people who see this sign are meant to keep out. Just a little bit of tourist info. At any sacred heiau or historical site in Hawaii, they'll have signs that say kapu. The infamous independent movie Beyond Paradise, which takes place in my hometown, had a great scene involving a heiau and the kapu sign next to it. Recently transferred high school student Mark Thompson and the local friends who took him in came across an old heiau with kapu in front of it. Good old Mark jumped up and walked around the sacred remains. The local boys who taught him about Hawaii told him to get down off the heiau and explained the meaning behind kapu. Ooh, hey yo, hey yo, hey yo. Mark mocked the old school thinking and danced around and on the temple. His best friend then kicks his ass and almost chokes him to death for disrespecting Hawaiian culture. So locals take this shit serious. <laughs> what? I mean, this is the truth. Since the famous movie from the early 2000s came out, the name Mark Thompson is often associated 
to an entitled visitor who disregards Hawaii's culture, beliefs, and laws. Stop touching turtles and monk seals. So Kimo was questioning the kid, asking where he went disrespect. I don't know how he knew, but the look in his eye was small kind of weird. Kind of disturbing. Like scared, grossed out, small kind mad. Reggie explained to the producer that Kimo could see spirits. Ever since Reggie was a kid, he'd heard stories of his uncle's visions. He began to pick up on the times when Uncle Kimo saw people in the room who weren't there. I was watching his eyes. I'm pretty sure he could see something, you know, somewhere near the two TikTokers. Kahu Kimo told the couple they needed to immediately go back to wherever they were and apologize for whatever they did. Kevin chuckled off the suggestion. If disrespecting the dead by doing their dance was the issue, they'd have to go back to more than a half a dozen spots. They recorded at each stop the plan to splice all the locations into one video. Unfortunately for them, Kevin was the editor. With his failing eyesight, he hadn't been able to open his MacBook. Hey, just like me, Reggie butted in, commenting on Kevin's Apple laptop. Uh, does that help your TV show? We both use Apple, not PC, like you said. I think uh, Tammy even had one iPhone. Uh, n- not really. Uh, I'm not really sure what to say right now. Could you just continue with your story? Okay, so where was I? Reggie added the detail where Kevin chuckled at Kimo's suggestion of apologizing at each of the places they stopped. Tammy, however, had a different reaction. She began fuming. She yelled at Reggie, at Kevin, basically at everyone, her disbelief that this was Kimo's advice. Go and say sorry? What are we, for? When we looked up Kahu, I imagined, like, tarot cards or, like, acupuncture. That stuff. Go and say sorry? Ah, poho. Reg, let's go. We go grind. My treat, Kimo said, ready to leave. Lost cause and not my problem, he thought. Reggie turned to follow Kimo, but hesitated. I'd listen to my uncle if I were you. He knows what he's talking about, and he's helped plenty people. We get seats for tonight's Obake tour. We going all the same places. Handicap accessible too. Reggie said, looking at Tammy. Baby, it's worth a shot. Ugh, fine.
Okay, thank you. Uh, up you go. Watch your step. Reggie said as he helped that night's passengers into the bus. Wait, wait, we're coming. A voice shouted from a running car parked near the bus. Kevin, wearing dark, oversized sunglasses, was feeling his way to the trunk of the car where the Uber driver had already begun removing the folded wheelchair. They helped Tammy flop from the car to the wheelchair, where Reggie walked over to guide the pair, not wanting to hear Tammy scream directions to her blind boyfriend. Kevin had his hand on Reggie's shoulder, feet shuffling in small steps, blindly following behind. The caboose to their train. The rest of the night, the couple apologized to all the places they disrespected, and even the places they didn't disrespect, like Zippies when they stopped for dinner. Can we get two chilies and two locomocos? And we're really sorry if we disrespected the dead here. It's our first time, but yeah. Very sorry. Uh, original, no bean or vegetarian chili. Mahalo. At the end of the night, Goodbye. Reggie helped the last of the tourists off the bus. Yeah, he was tired Thank you. and almost forgot about his cursed passengers. Kevin walked over to Reggie to thank him. Hey, Kev. You walked over no problem. Yeah, bro. The swelling went down enough where I can finally open my eyes. Maybe there is something to it. Yeah, well, call here tomorrow. I like find out how you guys stay. Stay? Bro, you've been to our hotel. No, like, I like know how you guys stay. Like, how you guys doing? Better, worse, you know the kind. Okay, yeah, sure, bro. Kevin shouted as he jogged in the direction of Tammy, who was sitting in the wheelchair waiting for their Uber. So the next morning, I was at work, killing time. Our octopus aliens come Earth frozen asteroid and I get one call again yeah on the work phone what's up who's Raj it's Kevin the famous yeah 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 what's up we're doing much better the swelling in my eyes is pretty much gone things are still slightly blurry but it seems to be getting better Tammy's walking around too Her swelling's almost gone, except her ass. Shut up, f***er. Kevin asked Reggie for Kimo's contact info to discuss compensation and wanted to thank him for the advice. He also thanked Reggie for putting them in touch with Kimo. Hey, uh, thanks, Reginald. Reggie, uh, 
Uh, I guess Reginald works. Hey, what's up, Reg? What up, Unks? So, how did you know what was up with that tourist couple? What you wouldn't see? I know you wouldn't see something. Reggie teased, always excited for his uncle's stories of the supernatural. Kimo began his story. The moment Tammy opened the door, the shrieking and groaning flooded Kimo's mind. When he saw the young, rainbow-haired teen sitting in the wheelchair in front of him, he also saw the dozen or so headless apparitions clinging onto Tammy's legs. The rotting spirits fought their way down to Tammy's feet. They clawed at the base of her feet until Kimo saw them peel away the skin from her heels. They then shoved themselves into her swollen legs through the bottom of her feet. Kimo watched as the ghosts of the people she disrespected with her dance writhing under the taut skin that covered her legs. No wonder she could barely walk, Kimo thought, pushing out the noise of the souls that occupied his mind. When they walked to the bed that Kevin lay, Kimo saw a similar battle of rotting souls. Headless, naked bodies clawing at Kevin's eyes. Some grabbed at his eyelids, ripping them open to fit their corpses through. One terrifying, headless apparition stood next to the bed, holding a decapitated head. The face bulged, eyes fat and swollen, just like Kevin's. The mouth of the head agape, licking at the air. The body holding the head kept shoving it towards Kevin's eyes. The head frantically licked with its sandpaper tongue, biting at the other bodies who continued to tear at Kevin's eyelids. The decaying head feasted on the fluids discharged from his eyes. Hey guys. What's up, Kev? So you can smoke and see what life is like for Kimo, yeah? The stuff he sees is like 
hallucin, hallucinog, hallucin, <clears throat> like one nightmare, but mixed together with the real world. Yeah, he can block them out usually, the stuff he sees, and doesn't like to pick up these kind jobs. He says it's a lot to deal with. I asked him how he deals with all of them, and he just said that he has creative outlets, whatever that means. Do you know what the fee for something like this is? What Kahu Kimo did? It's not like it's something you can invoice for, or is it? Yeah, he gives you one receipt and all. Plus, he takes all major credit cards and crypto too. Shout out, Unks. So, what was it? The fee for the influencers, uh, Tam Too Hot, spelled with two M's and the number two, and Kev B Tarantino. How much did your uncle Kimo charge? Here, I'll show you. Reggie pulled out his phone and pulled up Tammy and Kevin's TikTok account. He clicked on the latest video the pair had just released. The clip playing on Reggie's phone wasn't from the couple's vacation or all the spots they'd filmed at. Instead, they had shared clips of famous influencers who had recently passed. Kevin had edited the various video clips and played the song used for the Dead Can't Dance challenge in the background. The video, a tribute to their influencer fam. So I guess there's that. So, I guess the dead can dance. R.I.P. Homies. Hey, uh, so thanks for watching. Kev B. Tarantino here. We want to give a special shout out to Kimo da Kimo da Kahu for taking care of us in Hawaii. Go give him a follow. So they only gave him a shout-out? And, wait, Kimo has a TikTok? I would have never guessed. Yeah, that's his creative outlet, I guess. He likes the dancing. And that was his fee, the shout-out. Turns out, Tam Too Hot is pretty huge in China. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 12 of the Ghost Lore of Hawaii podcast. So the park that stands where the Pakaka Heiau once stood is open to the public. The history mentioned is also accurate. Tens of thousands were executed on the grounds, making the Pakaka Heiau the largest sacrificial temple on Oahu. The heads of the deceased really did adorn the walls of the heiau. 
Now, on to some important news. I want to update you all on the future of the podcast. This episode will be the last of season one. My life has been pretty chaotic the past few months. The craziness of this project and the feeling of barely keeping my head above water with each of these episodes doesn't really help. (laughs) Each episode was written and produced without any stories on the back burner. So when one episode dropped, I would start on a brand new story. So pretty nuts. I haven't even been able to work on the Patreon-exclusive content. Ah! Sorry. So, now the Ghost Lore of Hawaii podcast will be taking a short break between Seasons 1 and 2. This way, we'll have more scares, higher production value, more personal and family stories, and of course, more Ghost Lore. So thank you again for tuning in. I really appreciate all of you. Before you know it, season two will be ready. So see you in a bit. Shoots. If you enjoy the Ghost Lore of Hawaii podcast, please leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It really helps independent produced podcasts like this one get in front of new listeners and some exciting news I just partnered with Repod Repod lets you listen share episodes or shows find new podcasts in your favorite genre and even tip best of all it's the easiest way to chat with me about questions of the episodes or whatever Think of it like a mix between Facebook, Patreon, Goodreads, and your favorite listening app. Download Repod for free on iOS or Google Play and add me as a friend. Just search for Ghost Lore of Hawaii. Have a topic or story you want to hear on the podcast? You can email me at ghostlore.of.hawaii at gmail.com. Come follow me on Instagram at ghostlore.of.hawaii and check out the Facebook page. Although my goal for the podcast is for all historical information to be 100% accurate, I cannot guarantee it always will be. If you're interested in a topic heard on the show, please look into it on your own. There's so much awesome information that I can't fit into every episode. In some instances, I may alter names and locations for privacy's sake.
Uh-huh. Housekeeping! What the f***? I know! Obake! Obake! Great job, Reggie. Oh, thanks. So, are octopi aliens? Bruh, some science points in that direction, but that's not all. They're not the only sea creatures that might be aliens. Oh? What else? Dolphins. Look them up.